quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. When our kids are born, we have expectations as to how our family will interact. What we certainly aren't ready for are the struggles we encounter with the people we love the most. We are here for the parent who feels like they've tried it all, for the parent who feels like they have to yell to be heard, for the parent who is tired of timeouts and kids fighting all day. We are here for you. We believe when parents feel supported and heard, they are able to come to parenting more centered. We offer tools to navigate the messiness of life with kids. We are Peace in Parenting. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Peace in Parenting podcast. Today we're going to talk about punishments and why we don't use them and what we do instead, which might surprise you. Yes. It's nothing. <laughs> They're hard to stay away from, but we try. Very hard. Especially for me. I grew up in a house where punishment was everything. I was punished probably 10 times a day. And I don't even think I was that bad of a kid. But yeah, and I'm, I'm our parents didn't know any better. And so right. that's what they did. And quite frankly, I didn't know any better. I started out mm-hmm. my parenting journey deep into punishments and rewards. And as a teacher, that's, you know, we were taught behavior modification, you know, mm-hmm. give them a reward if they're good you know, give them a consequence if they're bad. And so I went deep there and it just didn't help my strong-willed child. Totally. Like, I don't even think Caleb was that strong-willed because he never, I think I talked about this before, how he never really had an issue until he had a brother. And then I was like, excuse me, (laughs) you don't act like that. Yeah. And so I would try, I mean, the most, I, I think I've spanked him like once in his life, maybe twice when I, and that was like out of anger and not even... Mm-hmm. something he did, but I used timeouts really regularly and they never worked and they just led to more frustration and complete disconnection. And I would, so he would like hit someone or hit the baby or whatever he was doing at the moment. And I would put him against the wall and say, sit here, I'm going to set the timer, whatever it was. And he would mm-hmm. just run out and laugh. And it was like a silly game. And he was laughing and I was like, Oh my gosh, you're embarrassing me in front of people that are here, like expecting mm-hmm. me to discipline you. Yeah. And then I would, after like 10 times of trying to get, get him to sit there, then I would end up yelling. It just like escalated, escalated and it never got better. Yeah. And I was like, there has to be a better way. This isn't working for some reason. When my parents put me in timeout, I was like, my grandma <laughs> tells the story of how I would do a bunny with my fingers and make bunny shadows on the wall. And she was like, you loved timeout. I'm like, I don't think I did, mm-hmm. but no, I was probably no. just really used to it. <laughs> no, Pia told me once she said the worst thing you ever did to me was send me to timeout. So sad. And she said, cause I never know what I could leave. So she, I know she was, she would just sit there and sadly sit there. And I, and I was like, oh, this works because she's quiet. And she's thinking about what she's done wrong, but not, uh, no, they're finding ways to, to be defiant or, you know, to assert themselves later and angry and sad and lonely. And it's a withdrawal of love, right? We've withdrawn our love from them. And they're probably thinking horrible thoughts about us and like how mean we are and, Esme was plotting ways to get back. She was just going deep into her sadness. So it wasn't good. It was not good. Yeah, no. The other thing I liked to use was um, taking things away from the kids, you know, and I think that's something that people use as they get older, like they're going to take their privileges away. They ground them. They can't do this. They can't do that. But I started really young, like five or four. And I started taking beloved toys. And I remember my sweet mother-in-law, she's a little Austrian woman and she's super sweet and really good with the kids. And she said, 
hi, Esme, how are you? And she came for a visit and Esme goes, my favorite toy got taken. And I was and I was standing behind her like, oh, my gosh. And my mother-in-law says, well, when do you get it back? And she's like, I don't know. And then I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> and I, but I kept on because that wasn't enough guilt. Well, I kept what else on for do you a while. Do? Like when you. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think the thing is to realize is that kids are messy and they'll always at some point or another, they're going to do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how they learn when they mess up. They learn when they can sit in their own failure. They will learn that what they did is not okay. And it's not going to happen maybe the first or second or third or fourth time. But if you let them sit with their remorse and their guilt, because they have it, if you let them sit in that, then eventually they will learn organically what they're doing is not okay. But when we intervene and impose our own punishments, they respond with anger, either outwardly or internally. And our unkindness is what they focus on and ruminate in and remember. So the opportunity for the authentic lesson is lost when we use the punishment, because now the whole focus is the punishment and how unkind we were. We've turned the interaction into being about us and not let them sit in their own feelings and figure it out, because now they're mad at us instead of being mad at themselves. So why does every behavior need to be judged or deemed good or deemed bad, leading our kids to tattle because they want to get the bad kid in trouble, or lie because they're afraid of being the bad kid. So not only do the punishments not work to achieve, you know, better behavior, that's what we're trying to do, right? They also create worse behaviors or additional behaviors that are off track. But society wants us to, you know, they want kids to be compliant right away. They don't want kids to misbehave ever. There's no room for that in a lot of places in society. (laughs) Um, and sometimes we have to wait till tomorrow or next week or in six months or whenever this kid is going to figure it out. And it might take them a while. We might have to have, you know, them do the wrong thing over and over again and have them sit in it and just be okay with that. And that's the really hard part. That's the hard part. That just made me think of grade school. When you said society, our society is so based in punishments. We used to have this worksheet. I don't know what it was, but your parents had to like sign off that you did something. And if your parents didn't sign off and you brought your sheet back without the signature, you would have to stand on the wall during recess and you didn't get a play like as our punishment. And I OMG. think I would, <laughs> I would sit there and be like, I'm so mad at my mom. How could she not sign this? But like as a four or five year old, how am I supposed to force my mom to do to sign it and then I yeah. get punished for it and now I'm mad at my mom I'm mad at my teacher like and what, what kind of yeah <laughs> do you want to go to school tomorrow no, no. <laughs> yeah. so the thing is is we think they learn the lesson like yeah. you know the school thought you're going to learn this lesson from the punishment right because even you might comply you're going to sit on the wall and you're complying right so they're thinking oh she's learned her lesson but there, but what, what we've stripped away from is the internal gauge. It hasn't been given time to calibrate. It hasn't been given time to swing far left and swing far right and to kind of, you know, play around with the idea of not feeling good about something they do because all the feelings end up being toward the punishment. And so the in, internal gauge doesn't get to calibrate. It doesn't get to practice what it needs to practice. So we kind of stunt them. We stunt them with bribes and punishments and threats and even reward. Mm -hmm. When the punishments fall away, they are left with 
no coping mechanisms because they haven't learned right from wrong in a kind of organic remorseful feelings kind of way and very few lessons and a feeling of fear around being in trouble all the time or doing things wrong. And that's kind of too also where perfectionism starts to crop up. Like I need to be perfect. I need to do these things all right. So people think well of me. Oh boy. This is totally me. (laughs) This is me too. Type a and to the max. yeah, and then again, it leads to lying sometimes because kids will do anything to avoid being in trouble. And so they'll lie to get a, get out of being in trouble. And they'll also become tattletales because they want to get other people in trouble because that's kind of just how it's been set up. The, the, the system's been set up against them. Mm-hmm. And so we've usurped their opportunities for resiliency and for true learning because in resiliency, it's like, okay. I did this horrible thing to my brother. I hit my brother. And then my mom sat with me and said, this is, you know, this is really hard. And now I feel really bad because my mom feels bad, but she's common with me and my, my brother feels bad and I'm, I'm being able to sit with my feelings. That is a bigger deterrent than any punishment is because that's organic. That's real feelings. And that's where we want to get. But it's slow and it's messy and it's hard for us to sit by and watch that happen. And I think that's why people resort to punishments because we want the behavior to stop and we want it to stop now. And it's unkind and we're not standing for it. And I totally get that. But I think we have to kind of relinquish that thinking so we can move toward a different way. Mm -hmm. So if we can coach and remain by their side When they mess up as a listener, as a confidant, and as an empathizer, we allow them to much more in life. And along the way, we get connected and safe and cement ourselves in their lives in a positive and productive way instead of being the judge, jury, and jail. And that's what I think we want to stay away from. We don't want to be the judge, jury, and jail because who wants to live live with their jailer? I don't. (laughs) And what kind of connection do you have with your jailer? I don't think a great one or your judge or your jury or your punisher, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think when we can move back again towards connection, then that helps us really, you know, have a better relationship and things run smoother. And people will say, well, what do you do instead of punish? Well, what do you do instead of punish? And I'd say like, I don't do anything except for connect. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, then you're going to, you know, tell them that they're doing the right thing. And I just haven't seen that be the case. I just haven't. I haven't either. Yeah, I haven't seen because I don't punish. My kids definitely know right from wrong. They for sure know it. And when they mess up, they're the first ones to say, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. organically and not compulsory. This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. ByHeart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, Alphalac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. ByHeart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. ByHeart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply.
My book, Unpunished, is finally here. It is my journey into connected parenting, the idea of perfection and how it nearly took me down as a mom. I give you my best thinking around how to be a connected parent and the insights that I've discovered over the last 12 years of this incredible journey. I'm giving my book away for free plus shipping and handling. So go to unpunished.com and get yours today. We're shipping domestically and we're also shipping internationally. KK, even yesterday, he's had hives all over his body for all these days. We can't figure out why. So I know (laughs) we went to the doctor for like the third time the other day and he got a sucker and the rule was suckers when we're driving in the car because I couldn't wait to eat them till they got home is you don't, you can lick your sucker in the car. You cannot bite it because I'm a worry wart and I'm like, I can't save you if you choke and die. Like on your Oh yeah. I didn't even think of that. I'd be like, yeah, eat it. I just panic. They've choked so many times. Anyway, so he, his whole sucker fell off the stick and it was in his mouth and he was like, what do I do? And so I was like, okay, give me the sucker, spit it out and I'll take it and I'm going to bite it into little pieces and suck on the little ones so he didn't choke. Yeah. And he so saw cute. me bite it. And so then he automatically bit it and he looked at me with the biggest eyes ever and he was like, <gasps> he knew immediately that he had done something wrong. And I was like, it's okay, but. <laughs> You can bite the sucker, but he felt like guilty yeah. right away. And I did not shame him. I didn't say anything about him biting it. He just yeah. knew immediately, like I was not supposed to do that. And yeah. he felt guilty, but he was also lighthearted because he knew I wasn't going to yell or nothing. That's it. It's like, that. we don't need to do that. And I think a lot of, like you mentioned shame and that's such a good one. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people don't see shame as a punishment, but that mm-hmm. is too, like shaming a kid when they do something wrong or lectures, a lot of parents of older kids like well we had a long talk about it and I'm thinking oh boy what did you say in this you just told them how wrong they were and how right you were and like that was like that's a punishment too Mm -hmm. or reason with them like you shouldn't do this you should do that and this is why and x y and z it's still shaming so like I don't want to be your friend I want to be your parent but I'm like why can't we be both my kids are like my favorites and this morning you posted that text of Esme when she was like she called you her best friend I'm like, you can have this she's like I love you no I-L-Y she texted me she was at a friend's house and sleepover I-L-Y bestie <laughs> and I was like yes bestie status <laughs> like, oh my god I got it two three-pointers <laughs> it was really good it's so cute yeah and you can be both because she knows there's rules and she for the most part at 13 and a half follows the rules and when she messes up it's we don't you know we don't have a punishment but I just say you know like this is the limit we can't go over this limit and she gets it so I can't say enough about just getting rid of punishments and just doing that alone will increase your connection so so very much so talked about it before but also you said like when you don't punish then they feel like now when they're little at least for my kids they're little they'll come to me like if they do something wrong they pretty much always tell me they don't lie about it but then Mm -hmm. also when they're older and there's big Mm -hmm. stuff they're not gonna lie they're gonna well yeah if the kid is at the party and they drink a beer and granted that's probably gonna happen eventually right Mm -hmm. I mean or something or vape or, you know, do something they're not supposed to or do something that's risky because kids and as teenagers, you know, they engage in risky behavior. It's part of their brain development. And so when they do that, 
do you want to know or do you want them to hide it from you? And the only way that you're going to make sure that you get to know what's going on is if they don't feel judged when you tell them what happens. And so that is really taking the punishments out of things because you'll be in the dark. They'll just shut down. I know that. I've seen it. I've seen friends of mine whose kids have totally shut down because they've grown up, you know, in control parenting environments. And now they've got the 15 year old kid who's smoking pot and, you know, running all over the city and not telling the parents. And then he's getting caught and then he's getting in more trouble and more punishments. And then it's in this loop they just can't get out of. And then you feel like, okay, well, I've lost my kid. They're a teenager. And I think that's why teenagers get this bad rap is because this kind of thing happens. And then they're like, oh, well, they're just teenagers. And and we kind of write it off as that. But your teenage years with your kids doesn't have to be like that. Mine aren't. And um, yours don't have to be either. And so if you start now, you're going to you're you'll make it so much better later promise. But even now, don't you think if you have teenagers now and you start this now, you could shift it? Absolutely. I have a client who started when her kid was in middle school and he's in high school now. And she's like, thank you so much. This is like, I would have, we would have lost him. Mm. We would have lost him for a while. It's really scary. I mean, cause once they're able to leave the house without you and you don't know what's going on, you're, the only thing you have is what they tell you. So. Yeah. And you want to maintain influence, right? You want to have a little influence in your older kids' lives and you're not going to get influence unless you're safe. And so if you cement the idea of being safe, then you will have influence Then you'll be able to say, hey, let's talk about vaping. Like, here's the research. Here's what I know. What do you think? They're going to listen to you as opposed to if they're already mad and angry at you because you're constantly punishing them. They're not going to listen to anything you say. I agree with that. I was telling you, I think that my friend, I think her kids are five and three and they wrote with marker all over the wall. And I was trying to explain, like, if you punish them for that now then when something bigger happens, like they're not going to yeah. come to you because they're scared. They're going to get in trouble instead yeah. of knowing like I can tell my mommy this and she's not going to yeah. be upset. But there's always room and there's, it's never too late. And so, and, and there's always room for messing up, you know, like I still mess up. I've, I've yelled, I've said things even in the last six months that I, I regret and it's okay. It really mm-hmm. is. And so there's room for mistakes and there's also, there's always time. So you can start now. Caleb said to me yesterday, he could tell that my blood was like, he did something. He threw something on the ground or something that I was like, oh my gosh, I would love to punish you right now. (laughs) So mad. And why is it that we go there? We want to punish. We want to do it. It's like I will. And punishment is like what? It's inflicting pain on someone else, Mm -hmm. right? Emotional pain or physical pain or whatever it is. And it's like, why do we want to come and do give them pain instead of give them love? Mm-hmm. And so when we can come with love in those moments, so like when Esme says something that's off track, like she'll like, I'm in it. I'm not doing that. Or I'm not going to that restaurant. I'm not oh going to go to Sephora those with you in public. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'll just be like, Oh, somebody needs a hug. <laughs> I see, I see public kisses coming and I will just like, and she'll be like, no, please don't. And I'm like, just one little hug, just one little kiss. And she's like, don't. And then I'll put an arm around her and I'm like, you can kiss, I need little kisses for somebody who's cranky. And then finally she'll just melt into me. She literally will. And her whole disposition changes because she was off track. She was disconnected. So that's a good little trick for you. I'm working on that. That is harder for me. So 
what he said to me was he goes, does mommy need to go to the bathroom for a minute? Because that's where I, I shut the door and I'm like, you can do this. It's okay. <laughs> like, stay Yeah, calm. what do you say to yourself? Oh, my gosh. Many things. I usually, what I have Caleb do is we take a breath and we go, woo-saw. So I usually do woo-saw to myself. And then I'm like, you are kind. You are good. You are strong. You can do this. And I go back out and I'm like, okay, can we pick the thing up off the floor? Do we throw the, you know, like... It That's just good. makes me, I, the playful is still really, really hard for me because I, yeah, well, no one played with us. No one came yeah. to our upsets with kindness. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Cause my dad really does it now. You know, we, I've trained him, <laughs> but he, he really does it now. Like he'll come in and he'll just be like, he'll just give hugs or he'll get close or he'll ask questions, you know, and they're more willing to let him because he's, he's safe, but he's not as safe. So they can't be as mean to him, but he just comes (laughs) in with pure, pure love. And it's just amazing. It just changes things immediately. And he wasn't like that, right? No, no, he was a yeller and he was a, you know, you know, he did all the things that all of our parents did, but he, he has grown tremendously and so it's never too late for anybody really right if you can teach somebody like that you can teach us who are newer into this <laughs> although you know it's easier when you're the grandparent well of course yeah. of course it is you get to go bye-bye sometimes <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah so basically for punishments there's really no replacement you just have to stay connected and change your own mindset when it comes to punishing because it really yeah. does more harm than good Yep, absolutely. Well, I think this was good. If you guys have questions, please send them to us. Questions about punishment, questions about anything. And know that I have classes always coming and I work with couples and individuals and I do everything using Zoom conference so you can be anywhere in the world. And I so enjoy my work with people. And so if you need to find me, you can find me at peaceandparentingla.com and um, Instagram Peace and Parenting and Facebook Peace and Parenting. And uh, I have lots of goodies on my website, so you can check that out too. And your Instagram is a great place to find like daily inspiration, but also daily struggles where you can learn little things from you, how you do. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll be back next week to talk about something I don't know somebody send us a question and we'll answer yeah. it <laughs> and like and subscribe because we're new and we still need all the help we can get and send it to your friends and um, yeah. okay thank right. you guys for listening thanks thank Michelle you.